Hatikva, Israel's national anthem. Although it was originally written in 1877 by the poet Naftali Hertz Imbar, and it was quickly adopted by the early Zionists as their rallying cry, as their hope that they would come back and build the cities of Israel and cultivate the land of Israel. Fascinatingly, it wasn't until 2004 when Israel officially adopted it to be the national anthem of the state of Israel. The tune for Hatikva had a couple iterations. Its first iteration was a comes from a French tune but called Fuji 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 in the 16th century. If you scan the QR code below, you can listen to that tune and you will notice while the low part resembles our Hatikva, the high part has no, has no resemblance and it's in the next QR code for, for an 18, 18th century Romanian folk song called uh, Cart and Ox Ox which has the high part, which sounds more similar to Ahatikva, and then we can credit a man by the name of Samuel Cohn, who went ahead and adapted those two into our current tune that we have today. Hatikva was no stranger to controversy. When it was written by Naftali Hertz Imbar, it was nine paragraphs, and was later truncated to one paragraph. And there was controversy ranging from the fact that there was no mention of God in the Hatikva. And there was controversy from those on who were the anti-Zionists who claimed that this song represented all that was evil about the Zionist endeavor, trying to replace the religious life with the cultural uh, norms and the cultural uh, desires of the Zionists. And in fact, no one less than Rav Kook, the great Zionist rabbi, had his own opposition to Hatikva, whereas he did support it and he did endorse it, he ultimately went ahead and wrote his own Hatikva, his own version of what he hoped would be adopted to be the National Anthem of Israel. And while it wasn't adopted, many of his followers still sing it, and it's called Ha'amuna. He was a poet himself, it was called Ha'amuna, the faith. And in it, he writes about the Ad Chaya Bilvavenu. Eternally there lives in our heart Ha'amuna Ha'anamana, the steadfast faith. L'shuv el Eretz Kachenu, that we will return to our land, Irba David Chana, the city in which David settled. And he goes on to talk about how it's a land that, our, that God gave to us. And it's a land we hope to return to with joy, happiness, and song. A land where we'll, we'll, we'll go three times a year to on the, on the Shalosh Regalim, Pesach, and Shavuos, and Sukkot. And it's a land, ultimately, as he said, Israel is not about Atikva. It's not about the delicious wine that you can find in the Carmel. But it's a, a land where we can fulfill God's word. We can keep Torah mitzvos, And therefore, it's a land where we can keep the Torah. And it's a beautiful poem, which, again, if you scan the QR code below, under Ha'amunah, the faith, you can listen to that rendition as well. Now, I do believe, although Hatikva may not have a mention of God, although it's interesting to note the original Hatikva, in one of the paragraphs, it does mention God, but there is an allusion to a beautiful, beautiful, deeply uh, faith-rooted idea. Within Hatikva, we say the words, Hatikva, uh, we say, Od la'avda tikvatim that our, our faith has not been lost. For 2,000 years, our faith has not been lost. Now, where does that come from? That's actually lifted from a verse in Yecheskel. The context of that is 
Don says to Yechesel, if you look, there's a valley. In this valley, it's strewn with bones, dried bones of, of, of corpses. And it looks like they're never going to come to life. Bones can't come back to life. It's, it's, it's death. It resembles the demise. It resemb it, 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 it's the meaning, ultimate meaning of death, of dust, of no longer, of, of a cease, of, see, the cease of living, of, of, of breath. It's, it's over. Yet, says God to Yechesel, as follows, so says God, I want to... I want you to go and prophesy. So says God, go and prophesy to the Jewish people. I will open up these graves. And I will lift them out of their graves. Ami, my people. And with his great, great imagery, he says, I'm going to take these dry bones. As we know, the dry bones of Yechesko were of the Tikvaseinu, where the hope has been lost. And it looks like it's lost, it looks like it's no longer, it looks like there's no more life here. And I'm going to bring them back to life, I'm going to resuscitate them. I'm going to bring these bones back together so that they will get up and once again walk towards the land of Israel and be ultimately go to their redemption. And it's a beautiful imagery of Odin Law of the Tikvah Despite everything we've gone, gone through over the long odyssey of our terrible uh, uh, exile, after everything we've been humiliated and attacked and battered by the, by the world, we know those bones may look like they're dry. They may look like death, but they're going to come back together again. And there's no greater image than, than the image that perhaps you've seen it in Yad Vashem and the audio you've heard of a mere five days after Bergen-Belsen, where there are literally bones of people, people who are emaciated, people with tattoos on their hands, where literally the bones of Yechezkel singing the song of Atikva together. Five days after the liberation in Bergen-Belsen themselves, saying, Od lo avda tikvateinu. We know our hope is not lost. We know we may look like bones. We are going to our redemption. We are going to the land of Israel. Od lo avda tikvateinu.